He is the rock of my salvation. Okay, he, he is the stability of not just my, my future. He's the stability of my now. Right? He is the securer of my past. And so, you know, the Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter number uh, uh, 3, it says, For no one can lay another foundation than that which has been laid down. That foundation is Jesus. Right? Come on, we've got some builders out here, right? There is nothing more important. I, I, I'm building a... Uh, uh, I'm, no, I'm building Warren a treehouse. Okay? It's just going to... The secondary purpose is a shooting platform. But it's Warren's treehouse. And I know, I know, I'm not going to shoot anything. You know, I'm not going to be mean. I'm just trying to eat. You never know. Uh, you never know the way it's going. We may have to provide for our, ourselves, right? So anyway, so... Uh, uh, I got four telephone poles from my buddy, and I sunk them in the ground. And uh, you, if your foundation isn't right, you you suffer. So I those telephone poles, I squared them in the you know, you know, you that are building. I squared it. I thought I got this good. Well, just wasn't thinking that you know, 13 feet in the air, there's all kinds of different dimensions in the telephone poles. I get up there, I was seven inches out of square and seven feet. That's a lot. And so I fought with it the whole time. Yada, yada, yada. Just talking building. But when you get your foundation right, just things kind of just, it's easier. Life is easy. Uh, you know, the way of the transgressor is hard. When you're built upon a foundation that's solid, and but you can, you can, uh, have an idea about Jesus. Do you ever think about Jesus and have a wrong idea about him? Right? It, it, it doesn't, it, he's still merciful, right? He's still kind. He doesn't reject us because we're not thinking right. And, uh, but right thinking is like having a foundation that's just level square, and, and, and you can build your life off of that. And uh, so, um, the idea of, of uh, we know that Jesus is the Son of God. We know that. We know that He's God manifest in the flesh. We know He's Emmanuel. All of those things we can know about Him. But it, to know the true nature of God and, and, and uh, uh, understanding the way He feels and, 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 and building your life on uh, uh, his, him. So here, here's what happens. Here's what happened to me. And I know a lot of religion does this. Um, and if you've been in it or if you're in it now, I'm, I'm going to compel you not to live there. Fear is a prime motivator. Okay. And there was a time, and I think rightfully, that the the fear of God, the Bible says, is the beginning of wisdom, right? To be afraid. I'm going to tell you something. If you have not allowed Jesus to be your Savior, if you haven't received that and, and just embraced that, and, and I'll tell you more about that as we go, 
uh, then you need to be afraid. Honestly, there's nothing wrong. You know, it's like, well, what's, what's next? What's next? But I'm going to tell you, if you embrace him, if you, if you come to, to know him, there is no fear. Now, no, let me read this. You say, well, I, I know there's fear. There's fearful respect. I have, and I've told you about my dad and the respect I have for my father. And the, when he says something, I move. But it's not out of fear that he's going to hurt me. It's out of respect. Right? And that's an entirely different word. But here's what it says in 1 John chapter 4. It says, this is how we know that we remain in him. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given uh, assurance to us from his spirit. And we have seen and will and we testify that the father has sent his son as the world's savior. As the world's savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him, and he in God. Okay. That is not, and, and God love you, I'm not trying to, you know, but that is not uh, Jesus is Lord, and then you go on and forget about it. If you're going to confess that Jesus is the Son of God and the Savior, and your Savior, it's that continual confession of your life. It's how you live. It's what you do. If, you're, if you believe that, oh, I just got to do this one time and then I can go on and live. No, no. When you truly do this, he becomes the way you live. He becomes the foundation of your life. And uh, so he said, whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God, remain, God remains. If you live in that confession, you know what? God remains in you. He's for you. How many of you like having God for you? It's pretty cool having God for you. Yeah, you know, I don't deserve that. I, I didn't marry. You know what happened this week? And I, I can't tell you the whole story, but it's just was this weekend. Um, like I said, I, I do prefer my own bed. Uh, you know, going to these camp as a young person, it was like no big deal. I can sleep anywhere now. It's like, eh. Then, then I had to sleep in a top bunk. It was ugly. Uh, and, uh, but as I got there um, in, through the first service, um, being in the ministry as long as I've been, there's situations that have come and gone in my life and, I, and I, uh, that I've actually forgot about. And then... Uh, Somebody says to me, one of the preachers, I think it was Mitch, he said, hey, did you, did you know so-and-so was here? I'm like, no, I didn't. And the reason it kind of struggled me is because the last time I had any contact with this person, it was not pretty. Uh, it, was, it was something that, I, you know, um, uh, my responsibility is to rebuke and reprove with all long-suffering and doctrine. And I know how to rebuke okay, when it's necessary. I don't like doing it at all. But there's times, if you're, not, if you're never corrected, that, um, uh, then you become fatherless, really, right? Sometimes that correction 
uh, is, is so necessary. But the last, this was years and years ago, maybe 10 years ago, this happened. And my rebuke was the last thing in the conversation. And, you know, what would you say? It doesn't matter what I said. Uh, it, but, but this, he was a young, young man then, was, was there. I didn't even recognize him. Well, you can imagine, uh, he was kind of a little bit apprehensive about seeing me, right? But it took an incredible amount of humility for him to even come there. There's sometimes that some people need a rebuke, and they don't hear you, and they don't care. And then it's just, but he did. He cared. He, and we didn't communicate. He lived somewhere else, all that stuff. But there he is. And, and uh, finally, when I, rec- when I, I said, point him out, I, don't even, I saw him. And, and uh, we're walking into the uh, chow hall there for the dinner. And I said, hey, come here. And you could see the fear in his eyes. <laughs> and I said, bud, I said, that was a lifetime ago. I said, I, I, I want you to know, man, I am for you. That all of that is forgiven. That's under the blood to me. And you could see the, the physical relief. And it didn't just happen that, that moment there, but over that, over that week or the, those, that day and a half, just the transformation of, of feeling that guilt and shame and having somebody speak forgiveness. Say, oh, aren't you some great guy? No, no. The reason I'm, I'm able to, was so excited to do that is because I have been forgiven for so many things. And, and, and to be able to speak that into somebody's life was just, I, I still, I'm on, a, I'm on this, wow. I'm up there. Why? Because I watched him go from a place of feeling guilt and all that to absolute freedom. And, and uh, if I'm ever, if I, and I am, I'm telling you what, if I live in that freedom, you have to let other people go. If you're here today and, you, and you're bound, you know, and you're feeling that guilt and the shame and you, and you feel like you've got to work your way out of it, you're wrong. It, it's an absolute endless pursuit. If you have, and, and the reason I say that, if you have an idea about uh, uh, the foundation of your life in Christ is one of, of fear that He's ready to judge you, you're wrong. I, I you know, there was some things set up there, and, and God love them, you know, some of those young preachers and all that, great guys, and, and living, but living in a place where I lived year for years, of thinking that someday when I get up there, I'm going to answer for, you know, the wrongs of my life or the missed opportunities. I'm going to tell you something. You may miss an opportunity, right? And you may let somebody else take your crown. You can do that. But I'm going to tell you what, when you get up there, when I get up there, the wrong of my life is already judged by the power of the cross. 
And so uh, I'm not even going to know. I don't believe. I'm not going to, oh, I regret this. I regret that. Oh, I'm afraid here. I wish I'd have done this. I'm telling you what, it's going to be so amazing being there. And, 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 and what I do know, some man's sins will follow them there because they haven't allowed the cross. And then, uh, but some man's sin will go before. Okay. Mine have already been judged. You say, how can you know that? Because I know him. Right? I, and, and you, how can you be so short? Well, you can be too. Give us some time here. So, uh, the idea, how I get off on that, I'll never know. Uh, he says, uh, and we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. And we have come to know and believe. Okay. You can't come in here, I don't think, and just all of a sudden, okay, I know the love of God. The love of God that I have come to know is by experience. It's by the continual relationship and that he just is always there. So I've come to know, uh, uh, and we've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. And this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Do you realize that there is going to be a day of judgment? There is going to be a day when the scripture says we will all stand before him. I don't believe he's going, I, he's not going to judge us collectively. It's everybody's going to give an account. There is a day of judgment. That, that is a fearful thing. If you think about it, like, whoa, man. You know, I'm going to have to give an account. There's some things I don't want to have to give an account for, right? But the, if you understand the love of God, if you understand that, that He cares about us so much, if, that's why uh, uh, you, I don't believe you can behold Him and be passive. If you truly understand what He's done, the idea of the cross and, and, and taking the sins of my life and literally paying the price for them so that when I stand before him, I'm going to be innocent. Not because I've lived innocent, but because he will declare me innocent. That's what being redeemed, that's what uh, atonement, that's what all of those things work in our lives. And it works in our lives because he really does care. We can, we can confuse that. So here, here's what it says. It says, uh, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. For we are as he is in this world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear. Because fear involves punishment. Think about that for a minute. So the one who fears has not reached perfection in love. We love 
because he first loved us. Okay, this is a place of spiritual maturity that God is wanting you to live in. You know, uh, man, I, I, you know, I lived uh, for some time, um, you know, just as a young person uh, at the edge of the law. You know, every time a sheriff would pull up behind me, it's like, oh, no. When I got frisked a couple times in the same week by the same sheriff. That's a story for another day. <laughs> then I got, then I got, okay, it's for today. So then I got pulled over. I was home on leave. I got pulled over. And uh, it was the same sheriff that the year before had, anyway, I got acquainted with, let's say that. And uh, I got pulled over. It was 2 o'clock in the morning. Nothing good happens at 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, he says, driver license registration. Me and a friend of mine, we were both Navy, uh, home on leave. And so I give him my driver's license registration and my leave papers with my military ID. That softens him up, you know. <laughs> and so he looks at it, and I look at him. I said, oh, no, it's him. And uh, he says, uh, Petty's, Fortsville Road, huh? He said, yeah. He said, do you have a younger brother? He said, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, I caught him twice in a week. And he went on to tell the story about me. He said, you tell him. I said, you know I will, officer. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> oh, that was bad. So, I, I don't know what relevance that had at all. But, uh, but the fear of judgment. The fear of judgment. The, uh, the, the belief that, that because my bad is going to catch up with me. Now, I, I got to tell you something. Listen to this. You do reap what you sow. There is, that is a spiritual law. But eternal judgment is something that causes us to stop reaping. It, 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 that that, that uh, idea of when Jesus takes our judgment, there's some of you, you're, you're living, beha your, your, your behaviors, you, you know, you've sown some seeds in your life, and you're going to have to reap that crop. Right? But what happens when you start beginning your life in Christ? You start sowing different seeds and the crop changes. Turmoil and hurt and, and loneliness and all those things. But you start, you start giving your life to God, your, your life changes. You know, some people, you know, it changes instantly. My life did change instantly. But still, I had to reap some of the stuff that I'd sown. Right? But what happens is you, you walk with him. But what I will never reap is the eternal judgment for the things that have gone on in my life that I'm not proud of. But what, I, what I absolutely know is that his love 
That's why I have, I have such confidence of what's next is so good. His love, his, his absolutely, I'm not afraid. Oh, if I have to stand before God, I'm going to be afraid. Well, listen, there is a relationship that will grow in, in you if you follow after him, if you continue to confess him, that you're going to be able to look at him and not be afraid anymore. And realize that he really does love you. And realize that, man, he really does want to heal. It's easy to pray for somebody else's healing more than your own, isn't it? Somebody else's need, oh yeah, God's going to meet that need, but I don't know if he really, yeah, well he does. I'm convinced that he's going to provide all of my needs. I know he's going to provide yours, but I know he'll provide my needs according to his riches. And the idea of, of and that foundation, so here, here's, the, here's the whole thing. I took all this time to say one thing. Uh, the rock of our salvation, the, the foundation of our life, it's Christ. But for years I lived believing that, uh, that Jesus was somebody to be feared. That I wasn't living up to the expectation. And it put my foundation, not that he was off, it put it off enough that every, you and you know that a built, when the foundation's not square, every cut, everything just doesn't fit. It, it, it makes something much more difficult than it should be. And, and, and instead, when you live with an understanding of the love of God, uh, even the bitter things are sweet. Even loss becomes gain. Even, uh, 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 you know, the idea of, of, uh, of some, losing someone. Knowing that there is an eternity. There's no one. Man, we're eternal beings. You know, we're, we're going to suffer. This, this life is temporary. But what I do know is that, man, what he's doing... For us right here, right now, and uh, in, in, in the eternity that's before us, we can live this life without fear. And stand with me. That's a new record, 30 minutes. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't get used to it. I'm just tired from the weekend. So let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. Not, not as a teenager. This is a new one. Uh, yesterday, uh, Friday was Rachel's 30th birthday. And so they wanted us to do something with them, right? And uh, so I said, yes. Well, so we find out uh, they wanted us to go to the Adirondack Extreme. Who does that to their elderly parents? <laughs> elderly. You ever been, anybody been to the Adirondack Extreme? You got to try it out, man. I am barely standing right now. The boys want to, though. So we get up there, and, and of course, you know, they put the harnesses on. They make you go through all the... And, and uh, they're zipline. I, I, it was incredible. 
the design of it's incredible. The, the whole thing was it's really, really cool. But I'm I, I gotta tell you what, it's not for the faint of heart. I mean, you're up in the air, all kind of I, I think the people that designed it worked on medieval castle torture chambers. <laughs> but I you know, the thing of it is you get up there, anybody afraid of heights? Not a good not a good place. But but because you got to, if you're going to do it, you, you know, you're secure. In fact, you're, you're doubly secure. You got two hooks, you got a harness, and all this, and then you're doing stupid stuff 50 feet in the air. And so, what I did, you know, you, as you get going, um, you know, I'm looking down, looking down, and saying, whoa, this is, what am I doing? I'm too old for this. But, but eventually, I got in the rhythm of it, and it, was, it just was enjoyable. And I, all I could, instead of looking at what might happen, I kept looking at my, my hooks. See, yeah, you know, they're going to hold me. I can do this. And then you'd zip line, do stupid stuff. But I always, I don't care if I fell, I was still secure. I'm going to tell you what. Life can be Adirondack extreme. And you can look at all the obstacles and be afraid. Or you can look at your security. And know that regardless, yes. if I fall, and I'm going to tell you what, sis, brother, it's not if you fall. It's when you fall. Yes. You're secure. And so, today... If you're afraid, come on, man. Perfect love casts out fear. What I'm asking you to do is look at what's holding you. If he's not holding you, he can, he will, he wants to. Pray that prayer with me. Father, I give my life to you. Do this. Jesus, I want you to be my Savior. God, I confess you right now. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it all. I don't. But I confess you as my Savior. Lord, and I want to continue to look towards you. I worship you, Jesus. I give my heart to you, Father. I don't know about your situation. I don't know what obstacle you're in and around. I don't know what's going on in your life. But I do know that you are secure in Him. I do know if you're hooked up. And once you're hooked up, the great thing about that place up there, it was double hooked. You could not get unhooked. You just couldn't. And I'm telling you what, once you're hooked up with Jesus, you can't get unhooked. So Father, today, Lord, I'm just this, these words. Uh, God, I thank you for your goodness, your mercy. I thank you for your kindness. I speak, Lord Jesus, your love upon this assembly so many of us know it. I want them all. I want all of us to know it. My God, that that love could be shed abroad from our hearts. 
God, I'm asking today, right now, Lord Jesus, those that are that are living uh, with obstacles that are so incredibly uh, causing fear, Lord, let them look to you and find in that moment the stability and security of your presence. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I, we're going to pray. If, if, you, if you need encouragement, come on. doesn't mean you're a wretched, vile person when you come down here to pray. It means I just want to be, you know, I want to be lifted up. I want to be prayed for. Or you want to pray for somebody else. But as we sing this morning, would you come down and we'll just worship together for a few moments and let God do what He wants to do in your life. Speaking today in Jesus' name. Found in your hands, fullness of joy, every fear suddenly wiped away.